Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. For EF3, we are committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Positivity, a growth mindset, self-improvement, and improving our world is what we are about. Having the opportunity to better ourselves in a world every day is what we pride ourselves on. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3LIFE. Today we have a real treat for you folks. Joining me on the Life to the Fullest podcast is a young man who will certainly impress you, not only with his athletic prowess, but his unwavering faith. I'm so pleased to have join me Nate Finley, Listen to the tale of the tape on this young man. He's 17 years old from Plattsburgh, New York, star football and basketball player for Beekman Town High School. Hobbies include hiking, being outside, and lots of reading. Future plans, serving God with no limitations. And one funny or fun fact is he can consume large amounts of Chick-fil-A in one sitting. (laughs) He also holds the school record for the most charges taken in a single basketball season, 17. Awesome. What I could tell you about this young man is that he's truly a warrior for God. He's somebody who has a heart for the Lord. He's somebody that lives boldly with great conviction. This kid is a leader on and off of the playing field. He's somebody that takes the initiative and truly lives life to the fullest. I'm so pleased to have him join us today. At forward, from Town High School, standing six foot three, number 15, Nate Finley. Today on the Life to the Fullest podcast, we have a special guest, Nate Finley, joining us for a key episode of Sports and Faith. Hey, Nate, what's going on? What's up, Dan? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good also. This pandemic situation must be tough. You being a two-star athlete, how you been handling it overall when it comes to athletics and just navigating through these trying times? Um, you know, overall, it's been pretty good to me. Um, as a student, it's made me focus more on my studying and knowing that on my own, it's I have to want to be able to know this stuff, not just if I can just ease through it, you know. Yeah. As an athlete, it's made me more aware of how much I miss sports and how bad I just want to better myself right now. Knowing that people have more time to work out or better themselves in any way, shape, or form, really, it kind of motivates me to go harder and stuff. Yeah, Before I- quarantine, I uh, made third team for our section, and I don't want to lose that. I only want to 
my goal is to get like first team or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I love how you're taking that initiative and using the extra time that has come your way. A lot of people in life see setbacks as something that, you know, really impacts them negatively, but you're using it as that set up to better yourself for what is to come down the pipeline. Hats off to you for that, man. Yeah, thank you. So what ways have you been challenged, would you say, most during this quarantine? And how are you able to stay busy and productive? You mentioned that you're using it as a time to better yourself. What has been leading to your ultimate focus and drive during these times? Um, you know, that's a good question, because at first, with all this time on my hands, I just didn't know what to do with it all. And I believe the enemy kind of knew that as well. So we tried bringing up things to try and distract me. But I've been very fortunate to have very supportive friends and family that, you know, they're always up for a hike or they want to draw something with me or just hang out and talk about how we're doing. Um, throughout this quarantine, I never realized how much I actually do love to draw. And um, it's been a real stress reliever personally, and it's really helped me get through it all. In terms of like sports uh, specifically and, you know, trying to prepare for the upcoming football season as you're a two-star athlete being, you know, captain of a football team and also a star basketball player, how do you stay motivated during this downtime and how you continue to get those workouts in despite the shutdown? You know, gyms are closed and a lot of times anybody can slide off the wagon, so to speak, but you've been continuing right. to stay motivated. What's led to that? Um, well, at the beginning, it was tough. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. But the past month and a half, two months, our basketball team is such a tight knit of guys that we're all just best friends that um, we all just like to go out and ball here and there. And we'll do self workouts with each other as well. And that's been a huge thing, especially to get more people with us and uh, push each other. So it's not just like you're on your own. We're all in it together, you know, totally. I love that. Yeah, pushing each other, you know, the team being out there kind of having that camaraderie and, and not losing a beat is really what it's all about. And I know that you want to get back towards that championship pedigree. I had the opportunity to see you win the, the section in football. And I know you guys are going to try to take that in basketball as well. So definitely great to okay. hear that you're still, you know, getting after it with your teammates. Thank you. What would you say is one thing that the pandemic has taught you most or maybe shed light on that was unexpected? One thing I never expected was how much I really need to lean on God. Um, I never expected it. You know, I always thought I was giving him my whole my whole life. But the more this pandemic has showed me, there's been parts of my life that I've been leaving out and haven't really been given to him. And to help that, I've increased my devotions in the morning and been more, and I've been opening my Bible a lot more. And with that, by putting my faith into God and trusting Him rather than trying to figure something out on my own, it's really, it's really helped a huge amount. And, um, you know, I suffered from loneliness in the beginning of this quarantine, but I got a great community of, like I said, close friends and family around. And I know Jesus is always with me. So it's been, that's what's been a huge factor in it all for me. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's great for our listeners to hear because during this time where there's been a shutdown, people are inside and we're separated from, you know, the outside world, it could be a real struggle. But the fact that you made an effort 
and you really were intentional about tapping into your faith, I commend you for that. Mm -hmm. That's really encouraging for people to hear because our faith is what really will help us during the most trying times of life. And it'll be what, when we lean on God, he can help us to overcome those things and we could become stronger. So it's so encouraging to hear that from someone so young. And I'm really looking forward to the second part of our podcast episode with you and tapping into that faith and having you share that profound faith that you fostered over these years. That's, that's awesome stuff, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, me too. So, as an athlete going into your senior year, what would you say your ultimate goal is and how do you plan to achieve it? So it's a little bit different for as being a two sport athlete for football, for both sports, football and basketball. The main goal for both of us is to win at least a championship. And if we can go farther, definitely go farther for a personal goal of mine for football. I want to make first team all-star as a quarterback because I kind of felt like this year was kind of training me for for my senior year, kind of building me up. For sure. For basketball, I believe that we had a huge chance to win the championship, and we just couldn't get there. But we're we only we're um, sorry we're leaving two seniors this year, two seniors left, and the rest is just juniors coming up. So I believe we're one of the stronger teams out there, and we're looking not only for championship, but we believe states. Wow. I love how you set those goals really high and, you know, you're specific about it. You have that team goal first, which just, again, reiterates that kind of person that you are building those relationships, lifting people up as a leader. And then also just trying to better yourself, you know, for younger uh, athletes out there. I think that's really the greatest approach to always put that team first, but at the same time, continue to push yourself and leading by example, which I always see you do right. on the field and, Again, that's that's something to uh, definitely be celebrated. Right. So as a student, you know, being a student athlete, uh, certainly a very important thing. And, uh, you know, getting ready for the next step of life after, you know, high school. What would you say your end goal is and why do you desire to move in that direction? Yeah, that's that was another good question that I was I didn't know how to answer at first, but of I've been praying a lot about it, and honestly, I don't really have an, an answer to give other than I know who's leading me, which is Jesus Christ. I believe that he wants me to just get away for a few days and almost fast over it, um, and I've never really done that before, so it's a little nerve-wracking, but I know I can do it. I Right now, I'm going to a trade school for welding, which... The field is open, and, and by doing this trade school, I won't need a college. I won't need to go to college. But just today, I thought, what if I do go to college, sharpen my skills in it, and then go out to the workforce? So both of those ideas have come through my mind several times, and I just don't have an exact answer yet, but hope so, hope to do so soon. You know, again, your, your idea of thinking about it and praying about it, again, is wise beyond your years. I think a lot of times people will jump into something, maybe it's something they're good at or something that they're interested in, mm -hmm. which which is natural. But I love how you're taking that approach. You're staying open minded with it. And I uh, know I had a, a podcast episode about, you know, college and navigating through that situation, whether someone yep. should go or whether yep. going to trade schools. And, you know, they're both amazing options. And obviously, you're going to uh, go where your heart is led. And I love how you're 
relying on the Lord to lead you and you'll never go wrong if you do that. So continue to walk by faith, my friend, because he has some great plans in store for sure. Amen. Who would you say has been the most influential athlete or maybe even person that has inspired you up to this point in your life? Yeah. So this is actually my favorite question because two, I couldn't just narrow it down to two. It was, I couldn't narrow it down to one. Sorry. It was always two. And it was Tim Tebow and Kobe Bryant. I know you've talked on the podcast multiple times about both of them, but I always remember as a little kid, both of those athletes just getting after at their professions and in their faith. Tebow has an incredible John 316 story in college that I'm sure you've heard. And Kobe Bryant, uh, just how devoted he was and just wanted to be the best he could always be at any age. And, um, you know, it's sad to hear what happened to him, but I've heard a great report that he was at mass right before he got on that helicopter, you know, and that day really struck me in a way I never really thought it would, but it just showed how much of an impact he had on me. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Those are two of my favorite athletes of all time as well. And just two very faith-filled guys, two guys that had a relentless um, mm-hmm. pursuit and everything that they did or do in life. And I think if we can emulate and try to mimic their passion for life, their willingness to live out their faith and just going at it with an all in mindset, you know, we'll be better right. in everything that we do. So, you know, again, I agree. I totally agree. With you, and that's great to see, you know, you looking up to such positive role mm-hmm. models. And my hope is that the younger generation out there can do the same. And, you know, the kids that are uh, at your school and middle school and elementary school, I'm sure certain that they're yeah. looking up to you as that example because of the way that, you know, you live out your faith and the way that you're bold and convicted. So keep, continue to do that because you're paving the way for the next generation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We're going to take a uh, quick commercial break and we'll be right back at it in a moment. This podcast is sponsored by... Aviza SuperClean, the industry's leader in carpet cleaning, mold removal, trauma, and water damage restoration. Aviza SuperClean, located in Albany, New York, is sure to leave the shine when life leaves a mess behind. Make it Mike's and make it Aviza SuperClean. Welcome back to the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason, here with Nate Finley. And um, the second part of our podcast episode, we're going to take a deep dive into Nate's faith. And I'm really uh, excited for him to share part of his faith journey and his story with us. Thanks, Nate, for being willing to do so. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So, what book have you been reading lately that has provided important knowledge or left an impact on you when it comes to your faith? One that I'm in the middle of right now is called Fathered by God, Learning What Your Dad Could Never Teach You. And it's by John Eldridge, who's by far my favorite author so far. And that's left a huge impact on me because it helps to put in perspective how much our God truly loves me and loves all of us. He wants to father me, you know, and wants me to get the validation from him and not from the world. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And then just hearing that from the Bible, that's like God talking right to me, because 
it brings my heart to a place it never really goes before, before I really knew him. And I could never feel that way. I feel hearing just that from people. I could only feel that way from God. And it just brings a peace over my heart that I'm going to be all right and that he has his hand over me. Wow. Yeah. Just uh, hearing those words from Jeremiah 29, 11 and hearing you explain how this book has impacted you and your prayer life has set a course for you to be victorious, to know that God is Mm going to lead you. And that's just something for our listeners out there to really hold on to and really have in the depth of their heart, because the world is going to put so many things in our face. It's going to try to Mm -hmm. lead us in a certain direction, but we continue to follow our heart. We continue to follow what God has planned for us. Everything's going to work out more than we could ever have expected. Exactly. Yeah. So, how has faith overall, you know, in your life throughout your, your journey influenced you? And why do you believe it's so important for young people to know God? Yeah, I, I couldn't really stress it enough for young people to know God. Um, you know, the earlier you get to know God, the more you realize how much there really is to life. And that the best part is it's never too late. In my opinion, it's never too late to turn to Christ. You know, the Lord brought me out of very dark places before I really knew who he was. And I want people to know that he's never mad at us and he's the exact opposite. You know, he's enthralled by us and he's the exact expression of love. You know, I believe that he set my heart burning within with a passion I cannot express with words. He's not just offering this life to me, but to anyone who will accept his invitation to a true life worth living. Jesus came not just to save us, but to give us life and to have it abundantly. Wow. That really strikes the core with me because, uh, mm-hmm. as you probably know, this podcast was um, founded on John 1010, actually the whole EF3 uh, Life to the Fullest platform, because that's exactly mm-hmm. what it says in John 1010. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the full. And I love how you explain to our our listeners out there and to younger people, anyone actually, that it's never too late, that we're not too far gone, that he'll always, you know, accept us back with those loving arms, that his grace is sufficient. And for you to have come to that at such a young age is just encouraging to me because unfortunately we live in a world where so many young people are following so many different things or searching for so many answers in all the wrong places. Um, but to right. see a guy like you have that rock solid faith is is truly admirable and it's encouraging for me. Thank you, man. Yeah, as soon as you asked that question, I knew the answer. <laughs> it's great. So as a believer, what would you say are some words of wisdom for people out there who might be nervous or worried about what others might think if they live out their faith? You know, we live in a self-conscious generation where people are kind of always mm-hmm. looking over their shoulder wondering you know what is so and so going to think or if i'm with this group or this crowd i might have to act differently so what what kind of advice could you offer to them yeah so uh i would say it's okay to be nervous but i wouldn't stress over it hearing this question it keeps you know me thinking about it it brings me up to i hear romans eight thirty one. If God is for us, who could ever be against us? And I think of that as like, if God's for us, who cares who's against us? You know? Yeah. Because in the end, I'm trying to please God, not the world. And uh, I'll be honest, for those people trying to reach out, it can be quite intimidating at first. But the best part about that is that it says, fear not, 
365 times in the Bible, and that's one for each. Yeah. The more you express your faith, I'd say, the more likely someone will run to you, possibly asking a deep question or personal question, and just letting them know that it's safe to open up. And that's all I could, that's all I really want people to know. If there's one thing, though, that I want the listeners to take away from this is that you can't change your past, but our God can change your future. Amen. In that, yeah. And obviously by us hearing that, knowing that our spiritual enemy is sly and that he'll try to bring up times in our past that we try to forget. But remember this, he's trying to keep you in the past because I believe that he's intimidated by your future. I believe that God's hand is still on you and that his grace is still in you and he's always flowing through you. And that's really what I want the listeners to take away from the most, you know. Man, such powerful words for our listeners out there, you know, being able to understand that regardless of what might have happened back in our past, mm-hmm. that God has that future. He knows what's going to be for our good. He, he has incredible plans for us as long as we continue to remain faithful to him by his side, accept his love and his grace. Couldn't agree anymore, man. That's, that's powerful stuff. Thank you. So how has God helped you during the difficult moments of your life? You know, you mentioned that sometimes the, the enemy can be sly and kind of try to trick us or change our mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, you also mentioned previously earlier on in the podcast that God has always been your rock, your foundation to help you through those tough times. So maybe you could right. give us a little bit more when it comes to how God specifically has assisted you during those trying moments. Yeah, so I'm not sure how deep you guys would want to go, but I will open up a little bit that he's literally saved my life and that he's brought me out of a very dark place. And by that, I mean, I was on, I I was addicted to pornography for roughly four years. And I really honestly didn't think there was any hope about getting out. And that was really tough time in my life and it was turning to God is what really turned it. And that's always what's going to be the factor in it. I know he's always there for me. So whenever difficult times arise, I know that my father's always there with his arms wide open for me to run into. And, um, God has comforted me by saying such simple words like, you know, you're going to be okay. And I love you, but it's hearing it from him that just brings so much more assurance to my heart and it's left an everlasting impact. It just puts my heart at ease. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to thank you for being willing to share some trials that you've had. I think, you know, that just reiterates the kind of guy that you are. You know, you're real. You know, you're able Mm -hmm. and willing to understand that we all have faults. We all have indeficiencies, but God fills in those gaps and he helps us through his grace and his love and his mercy to heal from things that might be weighing us down. It's just so powerful for people out there to understand that no matter what we struggle with, God can make a way even when we don't see a way and he can lead us to the ultimate truth. So thank you for sharing that because uh, people out there really need to understand that. And the other thing is that, you know, you mentioned hearing it from him. And when people lay down their burdens at the foot of his cross and they understand that he loves them that much, there's nothing that we did or can do that'll ever separate us from his love. That's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, hundred percent. that's, that's yep. what people really need to understand. Definitely. So now you mentioned a lot of great insight 
into your own faith. Clearly, you're a humble servant of God, and you're somebody that is really devoted to the Lord. Why do you feel it's important to give back and help others? Personally, I feel it's important to give back to others of the feeling in your heart you get when you know you made someone else's day. That's just like a joy that can't really be described by doing anything else but giving back. And the perfect example is Jesus's life, you know. He wasn't looking to be, you know, he was the one that would come down and wash people's feet. He washed his own disciples' feet, you know. One of his miracles, he fed thousands on just a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. And he would make the deaf hear and the blind see. Not because he had to, but because he wanted to. He wants to serve us, and we want to serve him in return. And I don't know about you, but that's the kind of God I want to serve all my days. Amen to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, just knowing that the Lord was humble enough to come down, and he came not to be served, but to serve. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say is maybe your favorite thing to do in order to give back? Do you have something that you enjoy doing in terms of maybe community service or something that you're passionate about in order to serve the Lord and be able to contribute to, uh, to society in that way. Yeah. My favorite is just volunteering and giving a helping hand to really whoever needs it this summer. Um, I'm not one that's really into racing, but one of my good friend of mine from church said that he wants some more volunteers to help with the concession stand there. And, you know, I've never anything like that but it's just giving back to the community and it's just helping them out because i know he's short on staff so i just love to help him that's awesome i love how uh, you're willing to lend a helping hand to uh, somebody who asks and who needs it and i think it's going to provide a great opportunity for you you know a lot of times uh, there's great blessings and god lines up some incredible mm -hmm. moments to us in the ordinary times of our life especially when we decide to take a step out maybe of our comfort zone, so to speak, or do something different. And you never know who you run into, the conversations you have and where it can right. lead. You know what I yep. mean? Like that's, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool how it works that way. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, it's certainly been a true blessing for you being able to join us on the Life to the Fullest podcast. Thanks for, for joining us, Nate. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so grateful to have heard your journey through sports, how faith has impacted your life. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the air, and we wish you all the best with the upcoming football season and basketball season as mm -hmm. well. Thank you so much. Yeah, we hope you can uh, bring another sectional title to Beekman Town, and just know <laughs> uh, you're a great role model for those younger kids out there. Keep up the great work, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care, brother. You too. Love you. Love you too. See ya. Well, that does it, folks. Another one is in the books for Word Wednesday. I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been a great rendition of the Life to the Fullest podcast sponsored by EF3. Continue to remain faithful, walk humbly with God, and have a great day, everybody. Continue to follow us on social media at EF3Life and join us on our website, 
ef3life.com. As always, live life to the fullest.